Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In today's episode, we'll talk with Linda Griggs, and I'll share about the hymn, They'll Know We Are Christians. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, let's get in tune. They'll Know We Are Christians was written in the midst of the Civil Rights Movement in Chicago in the 1960s by a priest named Peter Schultz. Schultz was leading a youth choir in the basement of his church, St. Brendan's, on the south side of Chicago, and needed a song for upcoming ecumenical interracial events. He wrote, They'll Know We Are Christians in One Day. Though his time at St. Brendan's and his work in the civil rights movement were influential for the rest of his life, he did leave the priesthood and become a business and leadership consultant. This hymn tune is named St. Brendan's for the parish where Schultz was serving. The first three stanzas reflect unity and cooperation. And like quite a few hymns, the final stanza is actually a Trinitarian doxology. The words there are, All praise to the Father from whom all things come, and all praise to Christ Jesus, His only Son, and all praise to the Spirit who makes us one, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. It's interesting to note that this hymn appears in hymnals of a variety of denominations, Catholic, Baptist, and many others, and I think that reflects in a small way the unity that Schultz was seeking. Today's podcast concludes with the singing of They'll Know We Are Christians by the Congregation of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church with Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to email me at marty at vhbc.com. Well, I have been so appreciative week by week for folks who have um, joined me on the podcast to share about themselves and to uh, share with all the listeners a little bit about themselves. And I'm really glad today to have Linda Griggs with us on the podcast. Welcome, Linda. Hello. I'm glad to be here with you. Well, thanks. Thanks for taking the time out today to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks. Um Time is something I seem to have a lot of right now, so yes, good thing to do. So. Yes, well, thank you. Um, first of all, uh, Linda, tell us a little bit about what you're involved with at church. Well, you know, I'm involved with uh, several things in the music program, um, sanctuary choir and handbells, and then, you know, when we've had a youth choir, I've played for that, and um and then since you started orchestra up, I played the piano for the orchestra. And so that's all been good through the music department. I've um, been involved with We Care since I retired, which was 12 years ago. I retired kind of early. And um, that's been a real um, joyful thing to do for the church. And mm-hmm. I'm sad that for the last several months, we really haven't been able to visit anybody. You know, there's other ways that we've 
could make contacts, mm-hmm. but um, visiting has been you know, stopped for nine months now. And um, for those who don't know, tell tell us what We Care is. Um, well, it's a, a group that um, pays visits and um, to our members who are shut ins or mostly shut ins. People who live in retirement homes or some are actually in their in their own homes but do not get to get out very much. Mm-hmm. A few may get to come to church on occasions, but it's not so easy for them. And so, you know, it just maintains a connection with the church. And we usually, um, we have a meeting once a month where we sign up for people to visit and re- and report on our visits from the previous month. And then mm-hmm. sometime during that next month, we go visit. And usually there's, um, we're in visiting pairs usually. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's been a been doing that for a long time you know yeah, there's that's a, a lot of turnover in that area but um that's a wonderful ministry and i love that our church uh that the the laity in our church uh take that on as part of you know something that they feel like is an important ministry you know uh, us uh vocational ministers do a lot of that work but um to have a group of lay people dedicated to that i think is is really wonderful Right. I do enjoy that a lot. And then I'm I'm on deacons right now. I'm in my third year this term. So I'll be so that's another way, you know, to you know kind of keep up with mm-hmm. members in the church. And um I had a couple that are that were also on the we care list that were on my list. Um so well, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about more uh, more about your your music background, but you're also involved in some other community music uh, groups as well. Is that right? Yes, I've uh, been in the symphony volunteer organization for, I guess, since I was back in my 20s. Um, so, and that's um, had various positions there. And they're the group that does the decorator show house for a fundraiser for the symphony. So, I've been involved with that for, you know, all those years in mm-hmm. varying capacities. After I retired, um, had a bigger role there, but um, and we didn't get to have one, you know, in 2020. So mm-hmm. maybe I don't really hadn't heard about what's going to happen this spring, but it's usually it's in the spring. And yeah. so that's a little, probably a little too soon for even this year, but I hadn't heard anything definitive about that. Yet. Yeah. I'm also in, um, there's a support group for the Birmingham music club that I'm a member of. And, um, I'm also in one of the federated music clubs, Bush Hills Music Clubs, which sometimes meets in our choir room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now, I happen to be the treasurer for the Alabama Federation of Music Clubs, the state organization. And so that's kind of a big, big job. Yeah. Which I hope to turn over in the next couple of years. <laughs> but, well, the few times that I, my, time in the office and the Bush Hills Music Club meetings in our choir room have overlapped that uh, I've enjoyed getting to hear them. Um, and uh, just uh, a wonderful, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but part of uh, what the music club, Federated Music Clubs and Bush Hills in particular is scholarships for uh, students, music students, which is, which is wonderful. 
Right. We uh, Our club gives some scholarships and then the state level has scholarships available and National Federation of Music Clubs has scholarships. So that is an important thing. And then the symphony volunteer group and the other group that supports the music club, they all do scholarships also. Mm-hmm. Different level, different ages of people, but and uh, but they all have a scholarship aspect. Yeah. And then the performances and the meetings are really good because I really enjoy the, you know, the different varieties of people who uh, they arranged to come and provide a little musical entertainment for us. So yes. I'm missing all that. I mean, all that's been you know, squelched. We've um, our, the music club guild group has actually had a couple of um, zoom performances. In fact, mm. just a couple of days, like Friday, we had um, a meeting and Demondre Thurman played um, his euphonium for us and talked about it a little bit. So that was um and he was just in one of the Zoom windows, so but it yeah. was it worked out. It worked out well, so it was good. Yeah, that's neat. Well, uh, at church and in the community, your um, music is not just music making, but also supporting music. Um, just a, an important part of your life, and um, uh, grateful for the ways that you connect at our church and in the community that way. Well, thanks. I enjoy it. So. Yes. Yes. Well. Um, do tell us a little bit about your music background. Um, well, I've only, I only really have studied piano. And so I started when I was eight in the third grade and just took through the rest of elementary and high school. So really, I, I didn't study in college. I, I went to Auburn and uh, I decided I would take, they did have organ lessons. So I, for one quarter, we were on quarters back then. I took organ lessons, but um, I had an eight thirty organ lesson, and uh, <laughs> and then I had to go practice in this like spooky little music annex building. And so it was. I only made it that one quarter, and I gave up on that. But yeah. um, but anyway, I took um, all that time and played for various things. I. Real, I really enjoy accompanying, and um, so I played for my high school choir my junior and senior year, and uh, my teachers had me play for my Sunday school <laughs> classes when I was really young, and so I started accompanying at um, in my Sunday school assemblies mm-hmm. and things like that, playing the hymns, and then uh, my senior year, I was actually the pianist. I went to Inslee Baptist Church, and the pianist left, and so they got me. I did it my uh, from right after my junior year till I went off to Auburn. Mm. So, so you know, played duets with the organist every Sunday, and and so it was. You know, I've enjoyed all that and did a lot of accompanying in college, also. Yeah. Uh, when you started in the third grade, was it something that um, that was your choice, or were your did your parents <laughs> make you start, or how did that work? Well, my father played the piano, so we had a piano around the house all the time. So I thought I was interested, and in, mm-hmm. they wanted me to. And um, I took Sanford used to have extensions at um, churches around the city. So my first two years, I took at from a Sanford teacher, but they came out to Inslee Baptist Church, mm-hmm. and then they quit doing that. And so I took from a person that lived in my neighborhood a couple of years. And then she recommended to my mother that I go on either to Southern or to Sanford's prep school. So mm-hmm. being the good Baptist, even though we <laughs> lived closer to Birmingham Southern out on the West side, uh, being the good Baptist, we 
went to Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> so I finished the rest of the time taken in the Sanford prep department. I did not have Betty Sue as my teacher, but she had, you know, every Saturday there was a recital you could be on. Whenever you had something ready, you could be on. Mm. So, I, so um, I was on many recitals that Betty Sue also had students on. So mm-hmm. I knew, you know, of her and everything back then, but she was not my teacher. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, uh, you know, um, your, your teachers served you well because you were, uh, even though you say you didn't uh, continue in college or whatever, you, you certainly got the chops. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, I played a lot in college. I played for the bad, the BSU ensemble and, accompanied voice students and started out accompanying just friends and then I guess they needed a company so I had voice teachers calling me to accompany some of their students who had nobody else to Mm -hmm. ask so um well and and playing the piano in an ensemble versus uh or accompanying a, a soloist or whatever uh is such a different uh different set of skills than uh, just playing a solo piece, uh, you know, when you're in when you're in charge of everything and you can do however you want uh, versus having to, you know, be collaborative, you know, before a performance and then in the midst of the performance itself, that sort of back and forth that uh, um, an ensemble or soloist has with with a piano player. Um, it's just a completely different, different thing. <laughs> yeah, but I like it better. I think, so. Yeah, yeah. Sort of that that teamwork uh, element to it. Well, you mentioned that you retired when you were relatively young. What did you retire (laughs) from? Um, Well, I I worked my whole career at the Southern Company. And so I started at Southern Company Services, transferred to Alabama Power for several years. And then I was in the IT areas and um, they moved all the IT departments back into Southern Company Services. And so I ended up back in Southern Company Services because of them centralizing certain functions. So um, anyway, so I worked almost, it was almost 31 years. And uh, so. Was that, was that, was your background, uh, your degree from Auburn related to that field? Um, well, I have a math undergraduate degree and um, got my minor in the industrial engineering department, which is at that time where all the software classes were. were mm. so. um, and then I got a master's through the industrial engineering department, but concentrating on computer classes. So now, you know, it's all different. But back then, that's where I had to get it. So that's what I yeah. did. So I, so I did say that. So I didn't really per se use my math degree, but um, I always loved math. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We could, we could talk a long time about the connections between math and music too, but. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that. I mean, I've heard that through my life that there yeah. are events. So. Um, now tell us a little bit about your family. I know that your husband, Mike has been uh, deceased for a couple of years now. Three years, maybe. Been three years. Yeah. So it's right before you came, so yeah. you know him. But um, we uh, met at the power company. So, um, and we didn't have any children, so I have no children. And I have a pretty small family. My father uh, passed away a year before Mike did. And my mother is living, she'll be 90 in May, and she lives at River Highlands on Data Drive. She moved into assisted living about a year and a half ago and um, 
after she had fallen some and every time she fell she fractured something so mm-hmm. we decided and she was not opposed to moving but um just got i just got her house on the market in august and it sold in october of this year though so that was like took a while to finish yeah. that and get that handle but that's good and um i only have one sibling one brother and he lives um near melbourne florida i don't you have somebody living in that yes yes he lives in technically in indy atlantic which is across the causeway on the barrier island Mm -hmm. and he's been down there since 1982 i think so he's retired but i guess he's going to stay there yeah yep well every time he's not married (laughs) so you know no grandchildren from my mother i'm sorry well, every time uh, folks talk about your husband, they just say, I just loved him so much. And I'm sorry you didn't get to know him. And um, I, I have, that has has been, um, so many folks have said that to me. And I, I am sorry I didn't get to know him, but he sounds like a, a wonderful person. Well, thanks. And he, you know, I went to Auburn, Mike went to Alabama and uh, Mindy Bodenhammer had just called me on the phone to ask me something. And um, she was thinking about him because tonight's the national championship yes, game. With yes. The, Alabama and that he would probably really enjoy that. So, yeah. and he probably would. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, you uh, probably know what's coming. My next question, but um, I did want to ask, I've, I've asked every podcast guest this question. The second half of John 10, 10 says, uh, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And uh, folks have been so uh, open and sharing about what's bringing them life, especially during this uh, pandemic quarantine uh, period. So I'll ask you, Linda, what's bringing you life? Well, I thought about this for a while because it's been you know a hard time because just about everything that I really like to do is not happening because I love to go to live performances, you know, musical, theater, sporting uh, events, um, travel, and just, you know, none of that is happening, at least not in its normal format. And so I think the thing that's really keeping my life full is all these connections like this, Mm -hmm. um, the things that the church has done to keep us connected, the things that my organizations are doing to try to keep us, you know, um, moving ahead instead of just stagnating and not doing anything. And I've, um, you know, watched some live streaming things because I love live performance. It's not exactly the same, even if, mm-hmm. even if some of it has really been live streamed and some of it's recorded, but those have been good. But I just think, really uh, i've had some time you know to not be so rushed and i think that's uh, maybe made my life a little fuller too just to to work on some things around here that need to be handled but um i really think it's the connection that people have done um and i love these products you know if it wasn't for some of these products that we have that have allowed us to like see each other and talk to each other and yeah don't you wish you'd uh invested in zoom stock the first of march of 2020 yes that would have been a good move <laughs> who would have known though <laughs> i really think that's probably the thing that's uh and so i really do appreciate everything that the church has done to you know to reach out to us and put services out there and continue to have 
business meetings and deacons meetings and everything. So mm-hmm. I really, and choir practices. I love yeah. having choir practices. So Well, thank you for saying that. And, um, you know, we've all uh, done, learned new skills about how all this technology works and improvise along the way. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's been meaningful for you. It has been for me, for sure. It, so, it really has. It yeah. really has. Especially at the beginning, it was really a lifesaver. And I, I guess your mindset has changed. Through, my mindset has changed through the months. So I'm a little more used to, you know, not going to anything live. Mm-hmm. But it was really tough there, you know, for the first three or four months. And and as every vacation I had planned for this year got scrapped and it was just, a, you know, it was yeah, sad. There, yeah. There's, there's definitely uh, grief involved in all of this, the, the loss of so many different things, physical connection that we have, you know, a hug at church or whatever, or, or you know, plans that have been canceled. And I, you know, I think um, there's, that's a real uh, level of grief that people have felt not to mention the, the massive amounts of lives that have been lost during the pandemic. So, uh, you know, just a, a very uh, difficult time. And I appreciate you sharing how, how uh, your connections have been able to continue, even though we're not physically together. So, and thank you for your um, work at our church and in, in music and in other areas. I, I appreciate you very much. And I appreciate this uh, opportunity to have a conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to do it. Well, thanks. It's easy to find new episodes of this podcast if you subscribe. This episode concludes with the singing of They'll Know We Are Christians.